0: You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk.
1: Oh, hey there, squirrels. It's me, your gal, Hillary Yass, back yet again with another episode of Squirrel Talk. And boy, do I have an amazing guest for you. Oh, which is so disappointing because this season of Drag Race the UK is just, I don't know, it's not shaping up to be what I want it to be. I, I, I really feel like they're gimping the girls in a lot of ways. Maybe that's not the right term. Is that, is that progressively conservative, socially democratic or something like that? I'm sorry, I'm not up with the times. Comment below and tell me that I'm a jerk. I hate myself. But like, you knew that already. Um, so let's 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 bring in our guest to brighten up the mood because this person is a real ray of sunshine. Not really, but you know they'll do. It's the one and only Lilith Fair. Come on in, Lilith. Hillary, how did you get this phone number? How many times oh, yeah. do I have
0: to change my phone number? How do you <laughs> keep so getting it? When will you leave me alone?
1: <laughs> That's so true. I've been stalking you for years. It seems like at this point. <laughs>
0: Honestly, I appreciate the attention because I don't get it from anyone else in my life, so it's nice to feel, it's nice to feel wanted and respected and loved by um, someone, especially because somebody who lives on the opposite side of the country. That's really nice.
1: It's true. So, those of you who don't know, um, Lilith and I have this issue that she never calls me um, and I always call her out on it. I'm like, Lilith, you're not calling me enough. Um, I comment on I think I probably like every post you make, like one out of 10 posts, I'll just randomly say, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, but you really should call me more
0: often. (laughs) Um, I can't, I can't afford the long distance. (laughs) I'm a drag queen. I can't afford to get my teeth fixed. Do you think I'm going to waste money? (laughs) Waste money? Let me say that again. Waste money calling you?
1: (laughs) Waste money. It's never a waste to call me. I mean, so, we'll just talk nonsense. You're right. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. I I uh, I think the funniest <laughs> thing is that uh, Lilith, like I, I couldn't get Lilith to call me. I would, I was f- trying to force her into calling me, and then finally, Lilith did the nicest thing ever on my birthday. She actually called me. It was the, one of the nicest birthday presents I've got. Uh, a a, phone, call? <laughs> a phone call. Hillary, that's sad. No, it's not sad. <laughs> Everybody listening no. to Squirrel Talk, please
0: start treating Hillary Yask better. Get her nicer. But you, know feels. What,
1: you know what? <laughs> but you know what is? It's hilarious. It's weird. Uh, so, society has really, really taken a, a change where where we're really like afraid of phone calls these days. Like everybody I, I, I talk to. Yeah,
0: ninety percent
1: of my phone calls are just me being arrested by the CRA. Right? Like the yeah. CRA is constantly after me. I just got a call the other day that says, like, we just received a suspicious package. It's illegal. By the way, an arrest warrant has been issued. And I'm like, who, who is making these robocalls to harass me like this? It's ridiculous.
0: I, I do think suspicious package should be the name of your next one-woman show, though.
1: <laughs> that is a suspicious package ma'am yeah <laughs> on, uh, uh actually that's that that actually works into with an idea that i'm working on so thank you um <laughs> you're
0: so welcome i love this collaborative effort that we've put forward into the world may it win you many toronto independent theater awards
1: i hope so um okay so lilith uh you're like the talk or like the biggest thing going in calgary from my perspective cuz you're like busy busy That's busy busy from busy. my perspective too yeah like you were you were talking even <laughs> uh, how you were like burning out you're so busy like how many how, you're doing a lot of shows I do
0: I host um I mean I'm going to talk about how many shows I do and anybody any drag queen in Toronto is going to be like <laughs> bitch that is like that is like half the week <laughs> <That is>. um <laughs> But in, uh, but in this month in October, I host a weekly Friday show at Twisted Element, which is our biggest gay night club, called Fuck Me Fridays, which I mm-hmm. co-host with a former Toronto resident and Miss Canada Continental Mona Moore. Um, mm-hmm. I host a monthly bingo at mm-hmm. uh, a venue called Top Notch, which is kind of like a cocktail and wing bar. Mm -hmm. I, this month, also co-hosted Mona's Halloween pageant, Scream Alberta 2021. I Uh traveled up to Edmonton for my one-woman show, Handsome Woman. Uh, Yeah, your one-woman show work. (laughs) I did a couple of just kind of random appearances here and there. And I am currently preparing for this upcoming Sunday, Halloween, with my uh, new scripted parody jukebox lip sync musical called the texas chainsaw manicure
1: wow yeah see that's the cool thing like you you maintain these kind of regular weekly or monthly shows but you also like make the time to do these theatrical one woman or group shows theatrical things which is really awesome Thank i you. mean uh, uh like the house. i think i don't think even the house that that fucks got out into the world i think you were working didn't. on that a while yeah, we tried, it didn't, unfortunately, it because, did. of, uh, the because
0: of... The house just didn't want to yeah. fuck.
1: It just didn't want to fuck.
0: No, the, the house couldn't <laughs> get hard, no. Uh, that was my, <laughs> of course, my show that was supposed to go up at the uh, Kelowna Fringe as well as the Edmonton Fringe. But sort of the uncertainty... Living in Alberta is wild. I'm sure also living in Ontario is wild as far as, like, what our premier thinks is best as far as, like, being open, being closed, being open, being closed. Um, yeah. And at the time, it was... We were kind of open, but not really, and it seemed like we were gonna maybe go back into being closed, which never really happened uh, mm-hmm. really for the worse <laughs> honestly um, mm-hmm. so it I just it, it it became really hard to come up with the energy to put into this really difficult theatrical endeavor when in the back of my mind I was kind of constantly thinking that it probably wouldn't happen yeah yeah Yeah, it just became a an impossibly hard thing to do but
1: hopefully soon
0: the the script
1: I think we're all just trying to you know make things happen again isn't that right I mean I, I know in Toronto like a lot of our scene specifically the scene that I was working in they're all gone like all of my bars are gone like second city's gone bad dog's gone disgrace cool. land's gone like <laughs> everywhere i had before it has gone so it's yeah. like a whole new landscape to even like try and build and it's crazy
0: does that mean you have nowhere to perform
1: um well finally something have... good to
0: come out of the pandemic
1: <laughs> exactly my career is ruined it's ruined <laughs> um <laughs> no but i've been doing things i've been doing things on the down low <laughs> mm-hmm. um i i had my one woman show in kingston uh a couple months ago which is really oh, so, yeah so yeah. i mean like i i mean i just adore uh hearing other queens going and doing mm-hmm. that kind of stuff you know like the theatrical stuff and that's one of the reasons why, like, I know you're all the way across the country from me, but like, one of the reasons why I, I keep harassing you, because I'm like, you're kind we're, of my type of person, you know Yeah, what we're I mean? kindred so,
0: spirits, for sure.
1: We're kindred spirits, it's very far yeah. away.
0: <laughs> as, as drag entertainers who do one woman shows, it is both artistically satisfying um, to get up there and to do something that is long form like that. But it's also kind of nice to flex on those hoes a little bit. (laughs) Because there is sometimes, there is sometimes a bit of a bias against comedy girls who we're maybe seen as being funny, but sometimes funny doesn't equate, doesn't equate to being a performer in some people's minds for whatever reason. But I don't know. I know more comedy girls that are capable of standing on stage for an entire hour doing things. Oh, And that's fighting words.
1: I I agree. (laughs) I think comedy and theater and things like that, they're they're such hard aspirations. And I I mean, I don't want to say it's easier, but, you know, it takes a lot of effort also just to elevate like your look or your Instagram game. And so some people put so much effort into that. And it's great until they hit the stage, until you actually want to see them do something, you know, and um it's hard to have balance. So how it how is. do you find about ba- how do you find your balance in drag?
0: I don't. My Instagram is garbage. <laughs> it looks like it looks like a grandpa runs it. It looks like somebody who's <laughs> never held a phone runs it. It's like right? blurry images <laughs> that I've downloaded off of Facebook. I'm like, that's good enough because I cannot be bothered to line up a photo shoot with myself. I just don't have the time or the energy that doesn't interest me. I don't fucking care yeah. about that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably part of why I have an impossible time applying for drag race because uh, they're like, submit the photos drag of drag yourself and I've just got these blurry photos.
1: from Facebook. <laughs> I know the photos. It, it's always disappointing when people, um, you know, they. You have to show yourself through your photo um, to like have an expectation of who you are, but like just because you have a good photo doesn't mean you're going to show up and be any good, you know, like right. Ah, it, it,
0: it really should be like it. submit submit maybe two contrasting performance videos. I think that would make more sense. Uh, yeah. Like show us something a little dancey. Show us something a little bit weird.
1: Oh, I would be bad at both of those things. Mine would just be me eating a hamburger. Is that? Well, I mean, that I don't it? have any bets on you. Yeah, no, I'm not doing well. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Lilith Fair. Uh, I guess is Lilith a demon queen or is she a comedy queen or is she spooky? Who is Lilith?
0: Uh, I refer to myself as the psychedelic bombshell of the prairies. So it's definitely comedy-based, but then there is this weird aspect. I like to be a little bit irreverent, a little bit offbeat, um, but also highly erotic. Um, I'm in sexy era now, uh, mid-pandemic, post-breakup. I'm showing a lot more of my body on stage, uh, Ah. which is sort of a, a statement about, like, queer sexuality going into your 30s because there is this weird stigma in the queer community that once you turn 30 you're quote-unquote gay dead I don't know if uh-huh. you've heard that but um yeah I'm trying to like own my sexuality and drag more than ever before as a result of turning 30 and uh yeah but primarily comedy primarily theater because that's where I come from and that's what has always that's- interested me
1: yeah, that's definitely interesting because like your your previous style was a lot more covered up, I would say, and now you're you're definitely bearing full a lot naked. More. Yeah, and,
0: I was at home for seven months yeah. doing nothing, and I'm like, I'm going to get back on stage and show my ass every show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, as a person, do you do you feel like um, that is kind of what's happening? You know, it, are you gay dead, or are you rebelling against it, or like? because there's also that culture of like being a zaddy or something or are you rebelling against having to be a zaddy or something like that
0: well um i don't think i could pass as a zaddy <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody's i don't think anybody's calling me zaddy uh especially <laughs> when like when they come to my home for a hookup and I'm like, please sit on my antique couch.
1: (laughs) You do have very uncomfortable looking furniture. Um, Very uncomfortable, uncomfortable, but pretty looking furniture. (laughs) I want people to walk into my place and think, wow, it looks really cool in here, but
0: not stay because it's not comfortable. (laughs) Um, I think more than ever before my, my, out-of-drag life has intertwined with my drag life. I mm-hmm. have allowed my... I uh, Throughout the pandemic, I've come out as non-binary. Um, I've embraced oh, that. Oh, wow.
1: That's a big thing. Congratulations. Thank you. I've
0: embraced that aspect of myself because I never felt in drag... I never felt like I was putting on a costume and, like, performing a character. Even when my drag was at its most character as far as, like, voices and Um, all that, it always just felt like a very natural extension of self. And Mm -hmm. Lilith was always a much sexier, even when I was like a little bit more conservative in the things that I would wear, she was always a sexier, more outrageous version of Zachary. Um, Uh And I was in a place where I was for a really long time. I was in a place where I wasn't embracing Every aspect of my sexuality. I was in a relationship with a really great guy, but we weren't good for each other. And I didn't feel comfortable talking about the things that I wanted out of that relationship and communication was really bad. And so when that ended, I did some therapy sessions and I came into a better understanding of all of these things that I knew were always true about myself, but I didn't have the comfort to feel okay embracing them. So Mm -hmm. now I allow that sort of sexuality and outrageousness that Lilith has to be more of my day to day outside of drag. And Mm. as a result that led to me being like, okay, well, I'm probably not completely cisgendered and um, has led to me just being happier and nicer and
1: <laughs> ah, happier yeah. and nicer well no. you're one of them for sure yeah. um, <laughs> nicer the depression one. is real I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah still depressed but yeah. happier perhaps nicer I'm not sure I cried that before uh, I got on video and I'm gonna cry after <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna cry harder after you get off this video bitch oh no. okay. I hope so <laughs> Um, that's really amazing to, to hear that you're having that journey, um, of self-discovery. I, I think drag really can, it's really brings a lot out of, out of yourself. I think anybody who's been doing drag long enough, um, God, Hillary has taught me so much about myself. I mean, (laughs) I remember when I first put on the wig, um, I, I, I mean, I got so much sassier, And then I remember this one time when I let my my partner put my wig on. And Mm -hmm. he's usually this meek, kind of, you know, mild-mannered guy. He put the wig on and just became a total sassy bitch. And I was just like, wow, the power of the wig. The power of the wig. The power of the wig.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Because I think for a lot of people, drag starts out as costume work. So Mm -hmm. it, it feels like a barrier is put between everyone you sort of interact with and your most honest, authentic self. So you feel safer saying and doing things that just come into your mind immediately that outside of drag you perhaps would... (laughs) think about (laughs) a little bit more before Uh doing it reveals an honesty and then i think the longer you do drag that barrier sort of the idea that it is a character that it is a costume kind of slips away a little bit and you embrace you embrace uh the aspects of your drag character that are just authentically you And I think that's when you see people really thrive in the art form of drag, when they find that intersection between um, the art form and what it is about them that makes them truly unique and special and interesting and outrageous and exciting outside of the art form.
1: That's lovely. And I mean, it's just, I don't know, such a magical art form to be part of and, and, It really is an art and you definitely exemplify that and all that you do. Um, So what, where do you see Lilith going? Like now that Lilith has kind of come into her 2.0, I don't want to say 2.0, like it might be 5.0. Who the hell? I mean, there's lots of evolution, but (laughs) this new brand of Lilith, who's getting sexy, where do you see her going?
0: I mean, I of course would love to, create louder and crazier and sexier and funnier theater work. Um, Mm -hmm. I also really want to make a movie. Uh, I have a fringe script from 2019 called the Jane Mansfield holiday special, where I played Uh Jane Mansfield and her good friend, the head of the church of Satan, Anton Zandor LeVay. The two of them come Uh together for a Christmas party to resurrect the spirit of Marilyn Monroe for publicity. Uh, and I uh-huh. would love to turn that into a little independent film and shop that around to festivals around the world, I guess. Um, I would love to do more long form one woman show work and uh, I don't know as I, I, as long as I am creating work and making new routines for nightclubs that excite me and inspire me. Mm -hmm. That's really all I care about (laughs) as far as like where my drag goes, as long as I'm artistically satisfying myself. um, It doesn't really matter. I guess the route I take or how long it takes to get there.
1: Yeah. What did you think of the whole, the whole pandemic series that you were creating um, cause I was doing a lot of digital content as well, uh, which I have kind of veered away from, but you were doing quite a lot of digital content and shorts about essentially Lilith in her room dealing with life and her mannequin head talking to her, um, <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And also like ask, um, Oh, what's your character's name? Ask. Um, Dear Diane. Diane. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, those short films. And I have a really, I have, honestly, I have a really hard time watching a lot of them because the first couple mm-hmm. that I made were all filmed in the apartment that I was sharing with my then partner. And I have a hard time revisiting them because I think about yeah. all the things going on behind the camera that we're honestly kind of influencing the work and those feelings of loneliness and those feelings of isolation. And, um, I knew that I wanted to create something that people who support me would really appreciate. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a hardcore Virgo. I hold myself to a really, really high standard, um, Mm -hmm. So even if I don't have like the technical skills or the money to do something, I know that I have the creativity to do something really wild. So yeah. I would I would stress myself out a lot about those. Um, well,
1: because I I can yes, see it, that you were going you were going through it too. Because like I remember you closed down your Instagram account and were like, oh, it's not about me anymore. I'm going to call it this thing. And you're like, a month later, you're like, actually, it is about me. And you restarted your Instagram account and and then your yeah. digital content was like done and you're like done with this, but then you were like exploding performing live. And I just saw like this, it was almost like you were in a metamorphosis state of like in that horrible cocoon called the pandemic. And then finally you've emerged into this new beast and it's kind of really nice to see. I mean, it was stressful.
0: I was really, I was really proud of the digital content that I made. Um, I was really happy with how well it was received but first and f- like above all else, I am a live performer. I like to be on stage, I like to hear that immediate laughter I like that 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 satisfaction of immediately hearing laughter, and it's just not yeah. the same in, in digital content, and I was having all of these crises all the time where I was thinking, especially because. As a 30-year-old who, like, doesn't really know how to use Instagram very well and, like, isn't super savvy with a lot of online social media stuff, I had all of these moments where I thought to myself, like, oh, I have wasted the last eight years of my life doing drag because... Now it's all online, and I don't really like making it online. And I felt like there was nothing that I was going to do that was going to satisfy the people who had all of this faith in me. And I was constantly on the verge of exposing myself as being this like talentless hack that couldn't do anything. <laughs> I was just constantly doubting uh-huh. myself all the time. And, um,
1: oh, self doubt is so real, it is so it was real. Awful.
0: I would say the one thing... Okay, I liked two things. I liked two yeah. things about digital drag. Yeah. Number one, more than ever before, I felt like the drag community moved beyond our immediate drag communities, and mm-hmm. it really became like the national community, because... Like, digitally, like, you and I were able to do shows. We became closer throughout the pandemic. I became closer with people like Uma God and Selma God in Montreal. Um, Yeah. Selena Vile, obviously, in Toronto. Uh, Like, PM, Amy Grindhouse in Vancouver. Like, all of these cool, weird, comedy, fucking, (laughs) freaky-deaky drag queens were all able to... Do virtual content shows together. So that was incredible. I really liked that aspect of digital drag. And number two, I was able to wear gloss without worrying about my wig getting on my lips.
1: (laughs) And And I I love gloss. Yeah. And I was (laughs) able to not wear pants while doing drag. And that was great. You're
0: still not wearing pants
1: at the live shows. And you're you're not, you're not wearing me. like you're not wearing anything right now. So I mean, I'm just letting you know, but it's really turning me on. Sexy oh! era. <laughs> I know it. It really is your sexy era. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. Uh, uh, should we get into this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race? Are you ready? I am ready. I'm already forgetting about it. <laughs> you see, you just watched it. Was it that I, forgettable? <laughs> I, I think
0: honestly, every episode has been pretty forgettable. In season three, I mean, it's bad.
1: It,
0: yeah. It's bad overall.
1: It's, I, it 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 it's it's bad. It's questionable. I I think it was. It felt. It feels rushed. It Something does. about it just feels really rushed. And more and more, I'm seeing corners that feel like they're being cut, or time that is not given, and stuff. And and
0: I don't know how I you mean, feel like, about this. I feel in the storyline so far the 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 character narrative that we have been presented thus far in the series nobody stands out to me yet as someone who should walk away with this win with this crown
1: well somebody does but she hurt her knee and um is not on the show
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> should just give it to Victoria's gone Anyway,
1: yeah, Victoria Swan is doing a anyway. better
0: job in these challenges while sitting at home with a bad <laughs> knee than any of these girls are actually on set.
1: I I I feel the same. I hmm. there, there was no winner last week and um all the girls come in and they're kind of shook by this thing. Um and of course Scarlet got attacked by everybody. Um so that's kind of what the the whole the whole scenario is. What did you think of Scarlet getting attacked by everybody like that, and just I know. loved it.
0: I wish I was there, so I could have joined in. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have said. Hello, you entitled twink who has clearly not gone through anything and never received (laughs) criticism in your entire life. You've done a bad job and you deserve to leave. And I don't like you and I don't like your makeup because I think it's pale and makes you look weird. And I don't like your drag and I think you're a talentless sack of shit. And I think you should go home and I think you should think about how bad you are when you go home. And you should think to yourself about all the reasons that I personally, Lilith Fair, don't like you. And you should change those things about yourself. (laughs)
1: i couldn't have said it better myself um and it just comes across like
0: she is like an entitled young twink in drag and we all know we if if you've done drag for more than a minute you know 10 girls that behave exactly like that at the show they think they are sickening they think they are fierce they get one bad comment and it sends them off
1: yeah, she's she ha, she really does act entitled, and I get kind of vaguely racist vibes sometimes off of her and all kinds of stuff. Like, just She has not a lot really... of criticisms
0: for Vanity, specifically.
1: Well, yeah, she criticizes other people, but she can't take a criticism. So yeah. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it, it's entitled. It's just an entitled kind of, you know. But I also hate the fact that RuPaul seems to be favoring Scarlett. You know, he RuPaul sure
0: is, does. With
1: RuPaul all the production
0: stunts and feeding, shenanigans they've
1: pulled, feeding that ego, just saying you are so good. Yes, little monster. We want you to become worse. <laughs> like, maybe I there's don't a. Get it. Maybe
0: there's a. I don't know how fracking works, but maybe there's like a like a like a tube clogged somewhere on rupaul's fracking ranch and they need someone really skinny to like go into the tube and like unclog something and scarlet <laughs> is physically on set the only one that could do that so rupaul's I, like well i'm gonna make you feel good so that you agree to do this i just get
1: this feeling that rupaul <laughs> really wants to fuck Scarlett. like I, every time they're in, in in a scene together i'm just getting this Feeling that RuPaul is really into Scarlet for some reason. Yeah,
0: he's like, um, hop into this Ru Peter Vag.
1: Seriously. <laughs> it's exactly that. Um, and then Ella, of course, talks about how you shouldn't take it personally. You know, we're not attacking you personally. We just have to say something because we're on a competition show. Grow up.
0: Yeah, it's not personal, you ugly, stupid, talentless, (laughs) mean, lazy, uninspired. (laughs) Why do you think we're attacking you personally? If I were there, I would have been like, to play devil's advocate, I am attacking you personally because I don't like you personally.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, What what do you think of this kind of stuff? I mean, it's really in the zeitgeist. People getting attacked and getting offended, getting... Um, triggered, all kinds of words that we use these days, which are very valid in a lot of mental health capacities. But where where are people's balls to be able to actually stand up behind what they say or, like, take a little bit of criticism?
0: The fandom of RuPaul's Drag Race being, like, 13-year-olds who (laughs) hate conflict, they love it. They love conflict yeah. because they create a lot of conflict online. Yeah, but they've we've we've nurtured this unhealthy, unrealistic expectation of drag queens as perfect role models, which is and, not
1: the case. It and never I think it, has been.
0: I think it. No, drag queens are like drug addicts and like bullies. <laughs> like, we, like, like, drag queens are authentically terrible people who are narcissists. <laughs> There is something so insane about wanting to go on stage dressed up like a sexy lady or whatever kind of drag you do, lip sync, move your mouth to someone else's art, a song you didn't create most of the time, and then expect people to hand you money and applaud because you've moved your mouth.
1: Yeah, and I'm not (laughs) saying... We are not role
0: models. We are... Well, Narcissists. No,
1: we we are we are exaggerations, and we are uh, what, trying to make ourselves stronger, and and yeah, and our own narcissistic tendencies. But we're also not trying to, um, you know, we don't. Sometimes we have to take a little bit of abuse. Like we're not trying to attack other people, um, but like in the con- given the context, if you're asked the question "Who should go home," you have to give an answer.
0: Yeah, it's a competition. <laughs> You're literally playing a game. There are rules to that game. Yes. So and what? also, if you've seen this if you've seen any season of drag race, you understand that that is something you will eventually be asked. So putting I mean, I guess it is difficult though. Because it is a pressure cooker. It and ultimately cooker. and ultimately in drag, our art form is ourselves. Like yeah. your art as a drag queen is yourself. So I think it is really easy in drag to get lost in your own ego because you are so used to just presenting this heightened outrageous version of yourself. So when people criticize you, I think in drag more so than a lot of other art forms, it, e- it is really easy to take it personally. And I think when you're in that pressure cooker, that combined with the ego attached to your art form, which is necessary out in the world... Because you have to put yourself on the line to get gigs, to get bookings, to approach venues, yeah. to approach queens who are booking shows. There, There is ego that you need to put on the line, that you need to build up. Um, it is understandable. So talking that about, you know, it.
1: ego, ego and talent, um, uh, Vanity has her amazing line. Is like, do you think that, she says to Teresa, do you think that your one single talent is going to get you through this competition? <laughs> As, talking about her comedy as her one single talent. <laughs> That's
0: bullying. <laughs> what,
1: exactly. I'm like, well, what are you talking about, Vanity? At least K- Cheriza has one single talent. Yeah, um, what has Vanity done that makes her feel what, comfortable? <laughs> it just reminds me of season six where we had a real bitch, a real bully, a real insult comic named Bianca Del Rio on there who would have been like, what do you do? What do you do successfully? No, tell me quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. it's like don't don't come for me. Check your lipstick before you come for me. You know what I mean? Like
0: <laughs> Yeah, it felt like it felt like perhaps production led Tension yeah. in the room Like production was like okay now fight Criticize each other
1: <laughs> That said I, I do think that Vanity Was a good example because this, okay, Vanity was called out As being someone who should go home And Vanity took it Vanity was like okay yeah, I understand your opinion Thank you very no. much
0: People's opinions um, of you literally have nothing to do with you Most of the time
1: Exactly yeah. And it's not them you have to impress This isn't all stars
0: yeah, I mean, absolutely. If it was all <laughs> <laughs> so, like it's nice it's nice to feel liked by other people in your life, obviously. We would prefer overall to be liked by other people in our lives, but if somebody doesn't like you, that doesn't really do you, fucking matter. Do you
1: crave do you crave validation anymore? Do you crave validation?
0: Yeah, of course I have done drag for eight years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, I yeah. Mean,
0: I'm talking a big game right now, but if people are like Lilith, we don't like you. I fall to pieces.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lilith, you yeah. you deserve to go home. Lilith, deal with it. Lilith, <laughs> you're done.
0: You Hillary, you. Hillary, I you knew suck. it. Hillary, you're I a knew dude. it. Bad
1: you entitled twink oh my god um thank you for calling me a twink well (laughs) well then you brought me back around
0: at first i was upset at you because you were bullying me bullying me get in the comments and talk about what a bully hillary is um (laughs) but uh then you called me a twink and i was like wow never mind hillary is exactly i'm I'm a nice
1: nice i'm a
0: nice i'm a nice bully (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, uh, so one of the best challenges of them all is, of course, the mini challenge. The library is open, where the girls get to read each other. Um, what did you think? Uh, how did you think the girls did at this? I mean,
0: I will say that having just watched, I remember in the moment thinking people, some people were being cute, but having just watched the episode. I cannot remember a single joke. So I guess it left no impression on me whatsoever, except for, of course, Scarlett Harlot, who used it as an excuse to just attack the girls.
1: Yeah, she was pretty mean. Scarlett was just kind of saying, you're fat, you're ugly, you're disgusting. <laughs>
0: and you can hear, you can hear that heated, elevated, but trying to not yell kind of tone in someone's voice.
1: Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh.
0: I yeah. I really loved
1: Cariza's approach where she just kind of started to, to say something and then she would just like, Oh no, that's not you. It's actually Kitty. Uh <laughs> yeah, spent her
0: entire reading challenge actually kind of complimentary uh, complimenting Crystal Versace.
1: Yeah, so Crystal Versace, <laughs> oh, I mean uh Kitty's got no badges. Or something yeah. like that. You know, it, it was just all funny. Like it, it was just a really solid gimmick uh, that hasn't yeah. never been done before. And I mean, she won.
0: <laughs> I will say, she started out. She started out for me doing uh, my least favorite thing, which is when the queens come up and they're like reading. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> like, well, I feel I
1: mean, like that it's so been unbelievable. Done to death. It's right. so unbelievable with Teresa, too, because Teresa's a total uh, shady lady in the best way. Like, she, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she, she has some of the most iconic lines of the season, in my opinion. Yep. I mean, there was a lot of fat shaming when it came to uh, <laughs> making fun of Kitty constantly. I mean, yeah. Ella said, I know you're a goddess, but you probably shouldn't have chosen the Buddha. I mean, like, there was just a lot of just low-hanging jokes that were kind of, I don't know. (laughs) Not the best! (laughs) And yeah. uh, I mean, I I feel like
0: some of the the criticism from last week extends into this reading challenge where last week, RuPaul's big criticism was that nothing seemed fresh or original or new. Um, And I feel like, that was kind of this reading challenge. It was a lot of sort of mm-hmm. variations on jokes that over the years we have heard.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought that Kitty also did a good job. She had some, Kitty could have been the, the, my second runner up because she had that really good one about, um, she's often River, RuPaul's say, runner up too. Y- yes, exactly. She's, <laughs> she's really the Susan Lucci. She hasn't won Ru- anything, Ru- but RuPaul she's always very hot. deeply considers Kitty Scott Claus. <laughs> and yeah, say, no, she's considered. She has she, she's doing very well, but she hasn't won anything. Um but when she said uh River, uh, I would make a joke about how you're coasting, but you have a repeater badge and I don't. Uh and that I yeah. thought that was really great. Because she's That's taking true. the piss out of herself. Yeah. And another tried and true thing that everybody does, they turn to RuPaul and they say, RuPaul. They're gonna read RuPaul.
0: Yeah.
1: Katie was like Thank you for letting me be here. Okay, good night. <laughs> like she, used, she used something that so many people do and fuck up badly and ruin yep. their chances at winning. And she actually made fun of it. Um, yep. I, Subverted I, the I, expectation, I, yeah. Yeah, I think that was really good. Um, so, yeah. if Ther- Teresa was definitely good. And Kitty was definitely my number two. Um, after we finished the reading challenge, we find out that, hey, hey, hey. We're playing the snatch game. Snatch <laughs> game. Ooh. And you must have been excited uh, about the snatch game. I love snatch game. It's
0: yeah, every year my favorite challenge. I think it is the perfect challenge that demonstrates like all of the skills in drag that I hold most near and dear to my heart. It's comedy,
1: it's okay, what- wit. It's improv, it's characterization. Um, Yeah. So you said comedy, wit, improv, characterization, uh, but you have not mentioned look at all. (laughs) Because I
0: don't think it really matters. Like, I think if someone (laughs) embodies, I mean, obviously it's uh, an advantage to really look like the person. Absolutely. That helps you out a lot. But if you embody the essence of the character and then filter filter those things that we know and love about this person, you filter it through your personal drag and your personal sense of humor, then it's going to be funny and it's going to work and you'll be able to sell it. As long as the look is like somewhat recognizable as who you're doing...
1: Yeah, It's really yeah. about
0: humor and your drag doing this character than it is about yeah. accurate
1: character I, work. I really think that you should definitely dress the character appropriately. Like, wh- you should dress yeah. like they do. Yeah. You should try to, you know, if they have a bang, have a bang. Yeah. Because um, cause so often on Snatch Game... <laughs> People don't dress at all like the character, and then they also do the character badly. And you're like, you could have at least tried to look like them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know, like, and you don't have to look perfect. You, we want you to look like a character. I mean, like, God, remember Pearl's Big Ange? I mean, it was yes, so incredible.
0: <laughs> I mean, what I like what about. I mean- the most successful snatch games, in my opinion, are aside from like Chad Michaels, who like really gave share. Yeah, um, it's really more about doing kind of the Mad TV version. Yeah, of the character, it's supposed to be bigger, louder, stupider, more sound bitey. It's. It's not method acting.
1: <laughs> no, not yeah. method acting at all, which was like Ms. Cracker's problem when she did Lady Gaga. Yeah. Like, too every, time to Lady, realism. every time Lady Gaga has been done, people are way too much into way too into like the method or like being perfect. And it's like, yeah. if you're doing like, honestly, if I was going to do Lady Gaga, I would focus on her stupidness. Like, I would have the teacup with the diamond in it and I would have a giant nose and I would have blunt bangs and I would ask really obtuse questions, you know, like, (laughs) like, yeah, you know, like, (sighs) cause she's so esoteric. Like I'd be like, maybe we should ask the fourth sign of Jupiter. What do you think? I don't know. By the way, (laughs) by born this way, Uh, like, you know, like really stupid shit. Yeah. Because you um, got to find something that's funny. But speaking of um,
0: the balance between look and characterization, I feel underqualified to judge this Snatch Game because I only knew who two of these celebrities were.
1: <laughs> yeah, because so I don't know if UK, anybody's they, doing a good job. <laughs> there was a lot of UK uh, celebrities. Actually, I looked them all up after I watched the yeah. show um, just to kind of see who a lot of these people were. Um. Yeah. So, shall we take a quick break, darling? Sure. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, squirrels, and be back in just a moment, uh, talking about some Snatch Game. Girls, we're back oh my goodness uh and we're talking about the snatch game uh, are you ready for snatch game are you, are you ready for this
0: i'm always ready for snatch
1: game do, do you love snatch game you love snatch game well to I me mean, snatch, snatch
0: isn't a game i take it really seriously
1: oh you you don't play with your snatch regularly
0: but it's not a game
1: oh it's not, it's not a, a game job to play. for me
0: it's a job for me uh,
1: Oh, I I take,
0: I take two 15 minute breaks and a half hour
1: lunch. And then I clock out. Wow. It's federally regulated and everything. Is that correct? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get into it. I know you want to get deep. Uh, vanity, uh, decides that she wants to do Gladys Kingston, who is a character, uh, by Jocelyn G. uh, Essien, uh, Essien, Essien, uh, who has a show called Little Miss Jocelyn and things like that. She's very sketch comedy oriented. Think Mad TV, you know? Okay. Um, And Gladys Kingston is uh, a fun character she likes. I mean, think on like Mad, you know, Mad TV, like um, God, what was that character? Uh, Benifa, Shaquifa? Whatever her name was? I don't know. You can't remember Mad TV?
0: (laughs) Listen, I smoke so much weed.
1: <laughs> anyway, she was like, this Gladys Kingston is a parody of a Black uh, Jamaican stereotype, essentially. Right. Um, it, and it's 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 funny. It's very funny. Um, I thought it was an interesting choice. I'm not familiar with this character. Yeah, how do you think she did on the Snatch Game?
0: I thought, I mean, I thought she was literally just a chef
1: yeah <laughs>
0: like i didn't yeah. know it was a character i didn't know that it was like a funny thing that she was impersonating i didn't really i don't really remember any jokes that she said i thought she, she did was like impersonating she a chef. did
1: like i always i always find it strange uh like she a lot of her jokes were just kind of jamaic using jamaican slang yeah. um and then kind of considering that as funny like you know the up-anonymous poom-poom. Priyanka used poom-poom way back in the day.
0: I was just about to say, though, that Priyanka is probably very <laughs> triggered by this Snatch Game <laughs> because Brooklyn Heights had no time. She was like, I didn't come here to learn. I don't want to know what that means. I'm going to just shut you down immediately. Gibby, yeah. Bobby, boo I don't know anything about improv, but they gave me this job. <laughs> and... uh Whereas RuPaul was like, please explain the definition of (laughs) so I understand what joke you're trying to make. RuPaul, infinitely forgiving when it comes to Snatch Game, because RuPaul just wants to laugh and have a good time. Yeah. That being said, it wasn't super funny.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, like, you know, you can't just, I don't know, that's, I I understand that, like, using, like, the, the language is fun. Um and like some people are definitely going to read the reference and be like, "Oh, boom, boom, that's hilarious." I don't get to hear that on TV necessarily, mm-hmm. but like, that's kind of like me saying, you know, blankety blank uh, answer, and then my answer is just like vagina. Like, it's kind yeah. of funny, but in a crass, stupid way. That's not that funny. Yeah. Um,
0: and it it's elevated slightly because of the the cultural reference, but it is it, still kind of an easy. Yeah,
1: it's kind of just a crass whatever. Um, And I have to say, I was watching the Gladys Kingston character and she really didn't get it. Like, she looked like her, but Mm -hmm. Gladys, it's not her Jamaican accent. Like, uh, Jocelyn does a lot of good characters and Gladys, Gladys, (laughs) Gladys is one of these characters that tells hard truths to people. Like, she'll walk up to a kid and be Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you have a dad, do you? That's nice. Maybe you should go die. Like, <laughs> like that's the funny part. <laughs> that's the funny right. part. And she's a lot like raspier and like, blah, 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 blah. so yeah. I don't understand. I will also
0: say, I will also say, I hate it when drag queens choose pre existing comedy characters uh-huh. to perform on Snatch Game. I don't like it. It seems easy to me. It's like an easy out that never pays off. Well, speaking because of... Because it just kind of turns into reciting jokes.
1: Yeah, well, speaking of that one, we've got another one coming up when Crystal Versace does Selena Mo, uh, Mosinski's character, Charity Shop Sue, who is a big star in the UK as a comedian. Have you ever heard of Charity Shop Sue? <laughs> no.
0: <Nope.
1: laughs> no. She's like this ridiculous, like, I, I want to compare it to like a... You know, a lady from Minnesota who's like, oh, yeah, we're going on. We have that business, you know, eh?" like really in everyone's business, except British and like a little weird. Um, (laughs) Mm. And she just kind of shows up and she's very pedestrian uh, and very much into everyone's business about everything. Um, And has some interesting. I want to say, you know, Mad TV, uh, Lorraine, you know. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh. Remember that character? She's yeah. a little bit Lorraine. Of course. She's a little Lorraine. Um, okay. What did you think about Crystal's take on this? I thought it was really underwhelming. I. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I also thought this was underwhelming. Again, I don't know this character, so I require Crystal Versace to sort of inform what I know about this character, and she didn't really do anything for me. Uh-huh. I will say... That I do think it's cool that someone who looks like Crystal Versace typically does in drag, I do like that she does sometimes ugly it up a little bit. But the concern isn't always how beautiful I am. So that's true. From that perspective, I appreciated it. Because if I looked like that, I would never do anything ugly. (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't do comedy. <laughs> I would just be a beautiful lady who got paid to show up and be beautiful.
1: I I, I applaud her for trying, but I was just very underwhelmed. Um, you know I, I, yeah. Why are we throwing people a bone for doing mediocre in comedy challenges? I don't understand. Um, You're right. Five <laughs> way elimination. Exactly i know speak of them all packing speak of the devil five-way elimination i mean then we get the double coming up but uh then we got margarita Pragaton, done by theresa may who is a very vivacious latino woman margarita Pregaton. she's just ridiculous have you looked do you know margarita Pregaton at all I don't <laughs> I don't know any of these characters I mean, except for just,
0: Gemma I mean Gemma Collins
1: and I knew mean Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, but I mean like the character <laughs> is self explanatory. It's she's just a caricature of herself. She's like this outrageous person, yeah. a boa, who goes and she's really excited about being there and you know, mm-hmm. she kind of looks at you like you don't know if she hates you or loves you, you know.
0: <laughs> it gave me sort of a slightly better version of um Linatia Sparks's from season five's Snatch Game when she was um
1: not
0: she wore that blue wig and uh uh-huh. yeah. the feather boa. It was giving me a very similar it was better than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was it was better
1: than that, but Yeah, um, it was better than that, but yeah, yeah, it, was it was not quite as good as like Nina West's Joanne Worley. Uh, It's just that effervescent lady who makes vocalizations like, ah! And, you know, um, (laughs) noises as jokes. Yes, noises as jokes. I I am familiar. I use noises (laughs) as jokes all the time.
0: (laughs) Every straight male comedian uses noises as jokes. They don't write punchlines, they just yell. Uh,
1: uh, Well, I guess I'm a straight male comedian. I guess I found something out about myself today. (laughs)
0: You heard it here, folks. Here on Squirrel Talk. So I- <laughs> get in the comments.
1: I'm straight. Cancel
0: Hillary. She's a straight man doing drag.
1: I'm not. I'm Stop not.
0: occupying queer spaces.
1: Stop <laughs> occupying queer spaces. I know. I have nowhere to go <laughs> anymore. Uh, is there any
0: space left at all? Yeah, all of your venues closed <laughs> just so you wouldn't come exactly. back. Exactly. <laughs> They were like, we can't deal with that anymore. We have to shut down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I better tell my boyfriend. Um, so, Mar—I don't know, Margarita. I think Chariza was kind of just competent. I, I i was kind of entertained by her, though. Like, I—I I didn't yeah. hate it. I didn't hate it, and so uh, I wasn't really sure why the judges really hated it. Um, I just thought, especially, I just thought she was I just middle of the talk road. about the runways. I get. you know.
0: I thought also paired with her runway, I thought she was fine.
1: Well, here's my here's my problem with it is like they're always reading Cherise's runways and obviously Cherise is not no. really a look person. They're considering her a comedy person. No. And so why are they reading her runways and reading her comedy but they're giving Crystal and Vanity a pass with comedy but for trying for trying for trying. Um, It it just seems... It's unfair. Yeah, it just
0: seems a little hard. like I think that there is a double standard, though, that exists in this franchise where if you come in as a comedy girl, you will be critiqued harshly on runways in a way that self-described look-girls do not get critiqued for having little to no personality. Very much. Like, yeah. if you do better than expected as somebody who does not self-describe as being funny, you will be praised. Whereas if you try a little harder with your looks as somebody who self-describes as being primarily funny first, above all things, you will be more harshly criticized.
1: Yeah, it's very that. It's 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 not... Um, okay, moving on though. This is a good one. Ella, Ella Veday did Nigella Lawson, the sexed up uh, yeah. cookbook lady. <laughs> this was this was a hit. Do you know Nigella? See,
0: yeah, this is somebody that this is somebody that I, I mean I don't know Nigella Lawson either, but this is somebody who informed me of who this character was yeah. based on what she was doing.
1: Yeah, like you shouldn't have to know who these characters are necessarily. To make them funny, you know, and she really did. Agreed. I mean, all we have to say is "microwave." Um.
0: <laughs> wave Yeah. Absolutely. That <laughs> that that definitely made me laugh. But I am a sucker for people mispronouncing things.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> mispronouncing is a great uh, making random sounds and also just saying "hello," <laughs> welcome to the stage yeah uh yeah <laughs> it's lila feria <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it's oh my god stop i'm gonna die from laughing
0: so hard
1: <laughs> i mean it's, stop it, Hillary. yeah exactly uh so ella <laughs> uh, ella knocked it out of the park um and then we've got yeah. scarlet who was gonna do danny dyer um but right. no rupaul walks into the room and is like you know who you should play Macaulay Culkin (laughs) or Tilda Swinton. (laughs) Or
0: what would you do if you were Tilda Swinton? Like that is a choice that is really funny in theory, but what would you do?
1: You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) I don't know. It's funny to say I'm going to play Tilda Swinton, but what would you do? Let's also for a moment, talk about that RuPaul has been giving, I would say they are either bad suggestions mm. or just not suggestions at all. Like, as far as advice goes, it's been pretty bad. Like, he comes up to the girls, says, says, you look like Macaulay Culkin. She just fucking puts her hands on the sides of her face and does the does the face from Home Alone. Yeah. RuPaul bursts into an uncomfortably long fit of hysterical laughter. Uh-huh. And based on that and that alone, no other jokes. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, I guess I have to change my character last minute. And that happened to a couple of the girls.
1: Yeah, it did. Um, so, yeah, Scarlet goes with Macaulay Culkin. Uh, do you think it went well? Uh, there's been a lot of controversy. I've been seeing a lot of people talking about how they think it was one of the most horrible snatch games they've seen in a long time. Um, because all she did was just put her hands on the side of their face and go, ah, and and that was it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think <laughs> as far, like it, it certainly is telling of favoritism towards Scarlet, that particular contest. Yeah. A hundred percent. Certainly. Because RuPaul told her to, I feel like RuPaul told her to change it to Macaulay Culkin based on that one thing. Scarlet, didn't have any references about Macaulay Culkin aside from that one thing. And so just did it over and over and over again. And RuPaul, I don't know, felt guilty and continued to laugh.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Cause Macaulay
0: was... was like, I will not admit to making a mistake two weeks in a row. It's
1: very that, uh, I mean, cause Macaulay is more than just Kevin from Kevin McAllister from home alone. He's got, he was Richie rich. He was in my girl, he does these really... He had that band, the Pizza Underground? Yeah, he does these really creepy characters these days. Like, uh, he's... Yeah. Party monster? <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, he's... And then just to be so reductive of, of making Macaulay Culkin, I, I feel like Macaulay watching this episode, which he probably did, let's say... Um, watching... I
0: assume so. Him, but like, I imagine he's probably a huge Drag Race fan. I
1: mean, like, especially if he's he's getting impersonated. But him watching yeah. himself be impersonated and being reduced to just that one goddamn image of himself that he's tr- been trying to escape for, like, 30 years. <laughs> like, it's not...
0: Uh, I don't know. Alternatively, Hillary... Alternatively, it might have made him really horny.
1: Yeah. You know what? You're probably right. It was really... He's really into himself. He, I, he's,
0: <laughs> uh, he's kind of a freak. <laughs> probably loved it.
1: So <laughs> 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 He's probably still jerking off to so it. So, at the end of the day, though, <laughs> was the McCullough Culkin thing funny? I don't know. I, I'm still trying to think. Like, was it funny? I guess. She
0: was certainly committed to the bit.
1: And she really did... Look like a Macaulay Culkin caricature. Um, yeah, totally. I don't know. I don't know if I would definitely. I don't know. I wasn't bored by her, but it was one joke. It was a hundred percent one joke. Um yeah. yeah. All right. So moving on. Kitty's got claws. Was going to do Stella Black, who was a, a singer. Um, who has these gigantic teeth and she's kind of a goofy gal. Ho 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 ho. Also, um,
0: when she she pulled out the teeth. Yeah. I thought she was going to play Alan Carr.
1: Oh, could have been even Alan Carr. That would have been hilarious. Because I, I also thought the voice was a little Alan Carr. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, she would have done Alan. Oh my God. Yeah. But I guess in British culture, a lot of people have big teeth and a lot of people are just kind of like this. Hello, everybody with the big teeth. Um, <laughs> and Scylla is, is an icon. Uh, she's passed away now, but she was a real icon, especially in the UK. Um, yeah. Huge pop star um, and had the big teeth and was kind of a goofy girl. So definitely would have been amazing to educate the people about Scylla. But no. RuPaul slaps her in the face and says, no, but you should probably do Gemma Collins because, because. Well, he
0: wanted to recommend that she do Macaulay Culkin, but he already gave that away.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She was supposed to do Macaulay Culkin. No, but did did you like her Gemma Collins? It was a good Gemma Collins. Do you know Gemma Collins? I did. Yeah, I do know. That was one of
0: two that I knew. And so I thought she did great. Um, I thought she was really funny. She obviously looked like her. Uh Um, she was quick. She was charming. Um, again, maybe not like a ton of like knock it out of the park jokes, yeah. but it's certainly read as Gemma Collins to me the whole time. And there's also, of course, the added benefit that I really like her as a viewer. So subconsciously, I'm always like really rooting for Kitty Scott
1: Claus to succeed. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just kind of, I'm yeah. so concerned you know, uh, so many people I felt like just, took safe choices rather than rather than something that could have been really interesting, you know, or like they went against their better instinct to please RuPaul, to please the judge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, do you think that ever works out when you actually try to please the judge or the, 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 the them like that? Absolutely. You think so? It's worth it? I think
0: RuPaul has all of the same uh, desires as far as ego that any other drag queen has. Yeah. Uh, And I mean, you look back at past seasons where um, uh, he gave advice to Heidi in Closet Uh to name her product for that commercial Heidi Hydrates, and she does it. And I mean, she was also very, very funny, but she wins the challenge, and RuPaul, in his Critique to her is like, oh, you're really listening. You, like, wow, good for you. Um, so I think that it has gone in people's favor. Yeah. Um, sometimes. But I think it only really works out if RuPaul makes a suggestion for you to do something and you actually, it's in your wheelhouse of doing. Like, he suggested to Scarlet Harlot that she do Macaulay Culkin and she did it because she was kind of told to, but she didn't really have any references beyond that one thing.
1: Yeah. Very that. It yep. was just a lot of, there was just a lot of like lines and then she would just do the the face and it wasn't much. Um, so then there's the fine. I oh, yeah. do wish that she hadn't, I do wish that she
0: hadn't brought up that she knew Macaulay Culkin so that she had just switched to Tilda Swinton. So <laughs> we could have seen what that would have been.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if she has the capacity to have done Tilda Swinton, to be honest. I don't, I don't know. I don't think like,
0: anyone does. <laughs> like,
1: I don't know what you would do for Tilda. I mean, Tilda's so bizarre. Um, I don't... Yeah, and is like a character
0: actress. So what would you do? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the thing. You'd have to choose a character, you know. Yeah. Like, remember when the uh, the what's her name did Moira uh, Catherine O'Hara, but it was like, yeah, she didn't do Catherine O'Hara. She Moira did Rose. Moira Rose. Um, how yeah. reductive of a brilliant, shining Canadian icon into just this Moira Rose persona? It, it was, you yeah. know, Catherine is so much more. So then we've got River doing Amy Childs, um, another girl from uh, the Essex show. What's it called? Everything About Essex or whatever? I've never caught the program. You know, the one Gemma Collins is famous (laughs) from. So she's just another one of the girls. And apparently she's she's the girl that brought vajazzling into the mainstream. I I found that out. Well, then God bless her. (laughs) What a hero! So Amy Childs though is kind of personalityless. She's kind of just a basic bitch, um, you know. She talks like this, and she has a salon. <laughs> yeah, there's not much. Yeah, to it was. Her. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, there's if there's if there's not much to her, then I guess she did a really good job because. Yeah.
1: I kind of I was, was missing the vajazzling. Nothing. Like, I really wish she would have just talked about vajazzling the whole time. Like, there's something funny to me about about (laughs) vajazzling. If RuPaul... If she had
0: spent the entire... uh, If she was vajazzling herself the entire game. (laughs) Exactly!
1: (laughs) You know, RuPaul, I know you want me to answer this question, but don't you just want me to vajazzle your pussy? I don't know, like, if she was just obsessed... Oh, no, it's not for everybody, but I swear you'd look good down there. I don't know. Like, just <laughs> go on and on and completely ignore the game and just want to vajazzle vizag- everybody. Um, yeah. You know?
0: Like the hero that that character is, yeah. Because
1: she's not that interesting. She's a real basic bitch. Um, and that's kind of what came across. Ida, River had nothing. River really had nothing. Agreed. So... I agreed that Which she seriously was bad. left no impression. She could have
0: been impersonating anybody. All right, are
1: you ready to get into the runway here? Are, 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 do you yeah. do you feel uh, you're qualified to comment on fashion? Uh, absolutely, not. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> neither, not. Absolutely, absolutely not. Yeah, me neither. But I do <it> Not <laughs> so. First up, we've got <laughs> Theresa May coming out in this. Um, I mean, fruity peach headdress, giant peach uh honestly i felt it looked more like a pumpkin uh <laughs> i wasn't really sure and it just like giant uh carmen miranda inspired uh latino dress did you like I liked it you a lot. i did i thought I liked it was camp. cute i, like I to thought laugh. it was cute the only thing i didn't like was the fact that the peach looked like a giant pumpkin like i thought it was like a halloween
0: <laughs> i'm willing said- to accept a giant pumpkin
1: I mean, it was a pumpkin, it was a peach, whatever.
0: <laughs> it's the kind of look that if she if she was my friend or even just an uh, acquaintance and she stepped on stage in that look, I would immediately be like, Well, here's five dollars.
1: Yeah. It was good, it was
0: I would be like, I'm already having fun.
1: No, it was good. <laughs> it was solid. The theme is feeling fruity. Right. Done. Like And not only that, later on, uh, why don't we go to her right away, Vanity wore this kind of, I don't know, I think it was like a neoprene red dress similar to Teresa, with these two Mm. ruffle sleeves that were kind of there and this weave hair, which admittedly the weave hair was cool because the weave was like this hat that was weaved into a basket that had some fruit in it. Yes. But honestly, aside from the weave, I hated – uh a vanity's look, especially when I put it up against Cherezas who did the same Carmen Miranda silhouette,
0: yeah, what do you think? No, you I think? completely agree with you. It was just um it was a more underwhelming
1: delivery of the same idea um, and don't get me wrong, I love that weave idea. I was like that idea is killer, but but the outfit two of looks all. together, yeah, yeah, these two looks together, yeah, no, no. Uh, the, uh, this episode made me very confused. Um, so then we've got Crystal Versace coming out as a hot dragon fruit body suit. I uh, loved this. Did you like it?
0: I, the color, I mean, yes, it was exactly the same silhouette as the thing she made. 100% the exact same silhouette.
1: But it's the exact same silhouette as everything she wears is my only problem with it.
0: But she's so fucking hot. Yeah. Again, I mean I it can't criticize I can't criticize that because if I looked like that, I would want to look like <laughs> that. Um, but like it's the true. color combinations, like what a smart choice to do dragon fruit, because nobody else is yeah. gonna do dragon fruit. It is yeah. a really lovely combination of colors. The hair was nice, she always looks incredible. Um yeah, I really liked it. It was the exact same thing that it's always been. But like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. She looked fucking cool.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. She definitely gets a pass for it. Uh, I mean, it's just fierce. But I wish, I wish she would show us a different silhouette because like we were saying about Comedy Queens, I will accept the same silhouette 17 times if it's Bianca Del Rio. I will not accept the same silhouette 17 times if it's Crystal Versace. Because that is what you you do.
0: Yeah, you've claimed that your thing is turning looks. And you have. If we if we were just watching this episode by episode and we completely forgot everything that happened in any other week, she has. But it has been kinda the same look. She is. She is. No, somebody you, that is you could have alive. stopped.
1: You could have stopped at has been. You could have stopped at has been. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but she's a has been. She's a nineteen-year-old <laughs> exactly. has been.
1: Look, it has been. Period. Nineteen years old and already a has been. Think I feel fast like kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she is someone who has. I mean, obviously, grown up with drag race and has kind of this cracked yeah. the code mentality a little bit. She does sort of yeah. seem to say and do the things that have historically progressed people, and it is working for her. I think yeah. in that respect, it's maybe not super exciting to watch her on the show, even though I think I, I, think I genuinely like her. Like, She's probably somebody that's a good-time gal. But
1: I feel like she's probably one of these kids that does a lot of these bedroom drag race competitions. I feel like that's where she comes from. Yeah, have you ever heard of like those things like you go on Reddit and you just see like Domino Matrix's drag race on Instagram? I am, I am the winner
0: of an Instagram drag competition.
1: <laughs> Are you an Instagram drag drag competition winner? Oh my god. I
0: did a I did an Instagram drag competition against literal like 18-year-olds who <laughs> had never performed on real stages and Uh literally would just submit photos of themselves wearing drag makeup and, like, their boy clothes. So I I really landslided my way to
1: the win. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you did. I mean...
0: Yeah, it was fun to crush the hopes and dreams of children, yeah.
1: But there's so many. There's so many of these, like, competitions that are modeled exactly after Drag Race that have, like, the eliminations and the lip syncs and they're looking for the same things, but the the host is always so busted. I just yeah. don't trust them. Yeah, truly. <laughs> I, just, like, I see the host in this dress that I'm like, I had that five years ago. It's from AliExpress. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got asked to do like a really intense online drag competition, which is run by this queen who I think lives in Toronto and her name was. Oh yeah. Virus. Oh and, really?
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, uh, which is a great name, but, um, yeah, she was, uh, I was like, I don't know what I would learn from you.
1: Yeah. I mean, you just do it for the sake of doing it, I guess that, I mean, that's, I don't know. I think, I think yeah. there's this whole culture of people doing bedroom drag and digital stuff and like learning drag these days really 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 through the lens of drag race like they actually think all there is to drag is drag race Um, absolutely which is wild because that's not isn't that's not true is
0: it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you no, know, it's funny that it also it also manifests itself a lot of the time in drag entertainers coming onto the scene as like bodysuit dancing queens who like do flips and stunts mm. and tricks, and like that's the kind of drag that they've taken away from drag race, which is wild oh, yeah. because that is so rarely the type of drag that wins,
1: oh no, for sure, or like yeah. the the type of drag that continues to do well and dominate as a personality um I mean, Trixie Mattel, Katya, you know, Varla Jean Merman, like, hello, Lady Bunny, yeah. RuPaul, Dina I'm Martina. Martina. <laughs> Dina, yeah. Um, oh my God, the number of kids that I see on a regular basis throwing themselves on the floor at like open stages. I'm just like, they're just hurting stop. their bodies. Just stop. Like, I know you are really into this and really want to prove yourself, but like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. So we've got yeah, Scarlet we're spicy Harlot today, coming out. Squirrel talk. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just getting at we're my frustrations. Spicy. I, I, we're just got talking. Uh, Scarlet Harlot comes out <laughs> dressed as uh, what I can only describe as a, a romaine lettuce uh, gown. Yeah, saying that it's a lime somehow. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was. It was like acid green. It was not lime green.
1: Um I I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the look, but I just I was like this isn't a lime. This is clearly lettuce. What who cons- are you trying to fool? Like <laughs> going back
0: to the favoritism of this particular contestant, how many yeah. times how many times was Charity Case criticized for her interpretation of the runway not being specific enough to the actual
1: name of the category and they gave her a free pass on this? Yeah. And I mean, it, it was a cool garment. It was it was also a little shapeless, and the wig was a shake-and-go, lime green thing, which with nothing.
0: Um, if you had removed her know. from the lineup, you would have never guessed, oh, fruit runway.
1: No, I would have said salad, like salad couture, like, you know, tossed like, toss salad. N- or like
0: neon, maybe, I don't know.
1: Yeah, bad neon, like neon done poorly. <laughs> um, shapeless browns so river river medway comes out as a bowl of fruit very crafty i
0: thought cute, honestly. Concept.
1: cute concept uh the yeah. execution was and i think she knew it she kind of came out with this look in her eye that's like i know this isn't my best look um yeah.
0: <laughs> it was really it was really the bowl it was the bowl
1: yeah I think it, I totally saw where she was going. Like, I thought that this was cool, like this kind of naked silhouette in the bowl, but the, I mean, yeah, just sticking the fruit on her chest there with the bowl just didn't quite work. Um, This is kind of a, not a great look for me, honestly.
0: As I was watching it, when it clicked with me, I was like, oh, she's fruit salad. She's a bowl of fruit. I was like, oh, that's cute.
1: That's fun. But it's a good, it's a good concept at least. I mean, at least it's better than Scarlett's who's trying to sell lettuce and limes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. We're supposed to nut and cut things. Anyway, we've, we've cut a lot of things. Let's just keep going. Uh, Ella, Ella Viday comes out as sexy watermelon with one of the worst reveals I have ever seen in the history of drag race. (laughs) 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 Like her cape has the watermelon outside on it and she kind of just holds it but it doesn't quite cover her at all. Um.
0: (laughs) It was very reminiscent. It was very reminiscent of Alyssa Edwards. I'm holding the camera dress and now here's the camera dress.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, That said, she looked good. She looked, I mean, she had, it was a nice dress. Like it had a nice cutout. There
0: are so many videos on the internet of people fucking watermelons. And mm. I'm sure there are lots of people that want to have sex with Ella the day. so.
1: And they're going to fuck that watermelon. It's perfect. Yeah, they're going to
0: go to the grocery store and they're going to buy a watermelon and they are going to think to themselves.
1: Done. So that's a, that's a total nut for me. Are you nutting? You're nutting for sure. Um, Constantly.
0: In a watermelon. And
1: Vanity Vanity comes out. We talked about Vanity already. Um, not my favorite in comparison to Teresa. Did like yeah. the wig. And then we've got uh, Kitty. Kitty's got claws. Coming out as I don't know, Red Riding. I described it as Red Riding Hood with uh, veiny boobs after she (laughs) fell into a vat of cherries. I will say
0: uh, when she was defending her look uh, that it was actually a beautiful look, but just not beautiful on her. And then suggested that Chris (laughs) Bukachi. put it on for a second so that the so that the judges would appreciate how truly beautiful the look was was i think one of the best interactions that any queen has ever had with the judges as far as like a clap
1: back that was iconic yeah calling out crystal versace being complimented on everything she wears regardless just because she's skinny and makes clothes look quote-unquote good it was so um, funny,
0: so charming, kind of shady. It was great. It was honestly the funniest thing anybody said all episode.
1: <laughs> well, Kitty Kitty works really hard to make her clothes work. Like she cinches yeah. and pinches and and everything and and you know, she just can't she's got big shoulders. <laughs> like she's just no. got a different body shape. That um, makeup
0: though is so beautiful.
1: It's beautiful. Kitty's
0: face? Kitty's face is stunning, gorgeous. I hope she wins.
1: So what do you think of this look? Is this, is this good? Is this, but I mean, it's, it's sparkly. I got cherries out of it.
0: (laughs) It's trash garbage. It would only look good on crystal Versace.
1: (laughs) Okay. Cut. I cut it. I cut it. Um, and, uh, gag of the century. I really don't understand. Well, I understand river being in the bottom. Her look was a little underwhelming and Amy child was boring as hell. Yeah. I don't understand Choriza being in the bottom. Um, Me neither. I really think... Um, I really think Scarlet or Crystal Versace or Vanity... Yeah. Uh, all three of them deserve bottoms. Maybe Crystal got saved by that runway. Like, that dragon fruit was pretty great.
0: Yes. I would have probably... I agree. I agree River Medway in the bottom... Um, I probably would have put Scarlet Harlot in the bottom just because it really mm-hmm. was one joke, the entire Snatch game, and her runway did not, in my opinion, fit the category.
1: Yeah, it was. But guess what? They put River and Theresa May, and um, they have to dance around to Shout by Lulu. Um, I thought it was an okay lip sync. Lulu was getting her life.
0: Lulu, Lulu was getting her life. Yes. Never had more fun in her entire existence was being so supportive. So lovely was thrilled to be there. Can you imagine how that double sachet probably made Lulu feel? Lulu was sitting there thinking they were doing a good job.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think either one of them did performed better? River. Yeah, I think River probably did better at the end of the day, which is... So I was expecting River to be maybe saved. I didn't necessarily think Teresa deserved to be in the bottom, but neither did I think Charity Case deserved to be in the bottom, or Veronica. I don't think Veronica deserved to be in the bottom. Like, there's a lot of weird shenanigans happening. Stunts
0: and shenanigans. The double save... The double save was an undeserved double save, and the double sachet was a undeserved double elimination
1: yeah well that's the thing today no they they're gonna do a double elimination for no reason and rupaul essentially stands there and says girls i needed to see more from you they did a good lip they did a pretty
0: good lip sync there are certainly there are way worse lip syncs that have happened on the show that one girl was saved like you think about cool for the summer with Miss fame and Pearl and they saved Pearl. That was in my opinion, the worst lip sync that's ever been on the show.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can think of, um, uh, you know, big spender by Shirley Bassey last episode and they saved them both. (laughs) It was terrible. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand. I think a lot of people just don't understand. Do you think RuPaul's drag race is starting to become like, like, Facebook, like, they they don't care. They don't care anymore. They're just like a honey badger. They're just like, they just want to stir up controversy. They want you to downvote it because it still gets them popular severity because nothing makes sense anymore.
0: There are certainly, I think, too many moments that come across as creating a viral moment, like creating something for people to talk about online instead of trusting the fact that if if the drag is good, if the show is good, that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Because there and are let's lots of... Let's not even, of, get, let's not even of... get
1: started about Canada's drag race oh. on that. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't seen the new episode yet.
1: I mean, it's it's just very like shaky cam and this and that, and I, I really feel like they don't trust the girls to be an, interesting enough. Um, it's really hyperactive. I, I don't know who hmm. this is meant for other than somebody with like really severe ADHD cuz it's just it's just like strobe lights watching that show it's crazy
0: yeah
1: but um <laughs> maybe that's the generation i live in maybe i need to go back to reading books and call myself old yeah let's <laughs> write about drag yeah. <laughs> did you read the podcast. latest drag did you read the latest drag race it was so good <laughs> i really love the part when picture. they got into the inner the inner monologue of, of the the outfit they were wearing. Didn't even, I could see it in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, it's been really fun chatting with you. Um, what do you think? Who's going to win the season?
0: You know, um, she has no wins currently, but I am team Kitty Scott Claus.
1: Kitty. Yeah. Meow. Yeah, I was also the Team Theresa May, but Theresa May is unfortunately no longer with us. Um, I was definitely Team Theresa. Like, all of my tops are gone. I think yeah. Ella stands a really good chance of winning now. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think Ella's really lacks, her own. She
0: lacks an edge for me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yes, she is certainly very, very good at drag and has done very, very well. So, it would yeah be, it would well be a that list.
1: that Nigella that Nigella I saw today was like maybe you know some people criticize her for being a little bit too safe, a little bit too polished, you know, kind of like that Alexis Michelle feeling, but I think Ella actually does have a funny bone, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right, Lilith. Well, uh, anything you want to say to the children before you peace out?
0: Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at LilithFairYYC. That's at LilithFairYYC. That's at Mm -hmm. Feminist 90s Music Festival, Calgary.
1: Work. Uh, (laughs) And um, Lilith, uh, it's been so lovely just chatting with you. And, you know, um, I'm getting tired and I'll call you again tomorrow. So, you know, I have to save up my energy. Um, do you want to take us out do you want to take us out thank
0: you for listening Uh, please share, (laughs) subscribe comment down below and uh, send us (laughs) sexy photos to our social media we'd love that
1: ooh, Lilith wants nudes so send all of your nudes to Lilith Okay, (laughs) Squirrels we'll see you next time on Squirrel Talk or we'll read about you in the books bye